Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. Jim Dunaway, Lance Taylor, Ryan Brown, and Rockstar. Live from the Birmingham Racecourse Casino Studios, the next round, presented by Bud Light, is on now. Clay Travis coming up in this segment. This hour brought to you in part by our friends at Storm Restoration Roofing. Uh, by the way, AP poll out yesterday. UConn, Purdue, North Carolina, Kansas, Houston. Five SEC teams now. Tennessee is six. Auburn's back to 12. South Carolina comes from nowhere to 15th, their first ranking since 2017, and their highest ranking since 1998. And in front of a team that beat them by 40. As I was about to say, in front of Alabama at 16. Sorry, Jim. Who Alabama blitzed them in Tuscaloosa. Kentucky is 17. Those are the five SEC teams. But but South Carolina may be the, well, probably the best week in the SEC last week, though. I would agree. They really did. Yeah, this is the old, um, oh, I hadn't been voting for him, hadn't been voting for him, hadn't been I've really screwed up not voting for them. So now I've got to overcompensate to make up for that. The uh, the basketball poll is one of the most useless things in all of sports. The college basketball poll, completely useless. I don't even really know why they do it anymore. I guess the TV networks like to have, because we bragged about it over the weekend, right? About the top five games or top whatever that was. What was that? Top 25 games, four top 25 games or whatever it, it was. was uh, first time ever that four top 10 teams Ranked teams were playing each other in the same weekend. Yeah, so I guess the TV network's like it. Other than that, basketball pool's meaningless. Uh, Storm Restoration Roofing, if you hadn't had that roof inspected in the last few years, especially after these uh, recent rainstorms we've had around here or a hard winter, uh, Greg Nelson, Greg from Pell City, will take care of you. 205-542-3531. 205-542-3531 for a free no-cost roof inspection. You can also look him up on Facebook, Greg from Pell City. A-plus rating with a better business bureau locally owned for over 20 years. Locally owned for over 20 years. He and his wife own the company. They're great with the uh, the customer service, best warranties in the business, and the best part Insurance companies trust him. That helps you out. And when he disagrees with the insurance companies, he'll go to fight for you like he's doing for one of our next round listeners right now. 205-542-3531 for that free no-cost roof inspection. Also, roof replacement, storm damage help, everything. Greg from Pell City at Storm Restoration Roofing. Um, We'll get to Clay Travis in a second. But on that Super Bowl, as we're getting ready for uh, that uh, big contest to happen, um, there's a doink camera that cbs is employing for the first time ever they had to actually test this out in a preseason game and one regular season game where for the first time ever we'll have three cameras implanted in each upright to show a different angle of kicks whether they're inside the upright outside the upright or hopefully they're cheering for a ball to actually hit the upright i i don't know about you guys but i have seen it more this year than ever before of balls hitting uprights. Yeah, the doink. Yep. But now that they got the doink, Kim, you won't get one. Oh, you won't get one. I'm sure there's going to be a prop on that where you actually get a ball to hit the upright. Clay Travis is with us. He is the founder of Outkick Fox Sports at Clay Travis on Twitter. He's on the Johnston RV Center.com hotline. What is up, Clay? How are you? I'm great. How are y'all? 
Doing fantastic. Thanks a lot. I encourage everyone, Clay tweeted it, go read uh, his seven thoughts about the future of college athletics. I think it is, I don't agree with all seven, but I do think um, it is very, very interesting where college athletics, specifically specifically football and basketball, are going. And I, I think the most intriguing idea you had to me, Clay, in that seven was why would the Big Ten and the SEC not just launch their own network? Like, yeah, a college football network. Why sell the rights? Why not just launch your own network? Yeah, if I were, um, you know, advising the SEC and the Big Ten, uh, and they came to me and they said, "Hey, how do we make the most money?" Right. As a general rule, thanks to the benefits of capitalism, most people in business end up happiest. Employees, management, everybody. If everybody makes more money, um, and I think right now. College football in particular, um, I think college basketball is a little bit different story, but college football in particular is not a very well-run business. And they are leaving billions, that's billions with a B, uh, on the table that could otherwise be coming into college football coffers. And so in the years ahead, um, I I don't see any reason why college football would not become a for-profit venture. And immediately people out there are like, well, it'll ruin college football, right? Everybody's out there. Um, I don't understand how making a business more efficient ruins it. Um, you know, I, I, the, the college football universe has to change now. Um, there is uh, – Shannon Terry is a good buddy of mine, founded Rivals on three. Now he runs on three, sorry, 24-7 as well. Uh, he estimates, they're pretty plugged in on the NIL front, that up to $300 million is going to be paid to college football players and some college basketball players uh, in this upcoming 2024 year. Everybody is paying. Alabama is paying players millions of dollars. Tennessee is paying players millions of dollars. Florida, Florida State, Ohio State, I mean, Michigan. Like, there is no, uh, you know, sort of uh, virgin in the whorehouse here. Um, everybody is paying players. And so to me, the question is, okay, how do we put in place a legal construct that allows this to occur going forward? And it's sort of what I would say a four or five dimensional challenge because you have the legal, the business, uh, the media, the sports, uh, the political, all of that is rolled into kind of one five dimensional challenge. And you can find something that makes sense on one of those prongs, but then there's other challenges elsewhere. It might make sense on three. So there's going to have to be a lot of intelligent people sitting down at the table and figuring out what the future is going uh, is going to look like. So that's I'm not saying that that what I laid out is going to be a hundred percent correct, uh, but I think there's way more right in there than there is wrong. And I remember back in the day. Uh, SEC Commissioner Mike Slive uh, used to, uh, who I got to know pretty well, used to talk all the time about paradigm shifts and how you had to shift when the paradigm shifted. And the question was, when did they arrive? You guys know Greg Sankey well. I know Greg Sankey well. I think he's super smart. I think he's probably the best commissioner in all of sports. Um, and and that, that's not speaking hyperbolically. I mean, I think he's done a better job than Adam Silver. Um, I think he would have done a better job than Roger Goodell has, and Roger Goodell hasn't done a bad job. Uh, you know, Gary Bettman, certainly, I don't even think there's a, a comparison to him right now in the world of college athletics. I mean, he's been there way longer. The presidents and ADs trust him after the way he led them through COVID. 
uh, in all those challenges, integrated Texas and Oklahoma pretty flawlessly. Um, I think the SEC is in good hands from a leadership perspective. Uh, but, uh, but, and I've talked some with Greg about this. I mean, it's going to be a challenge to figure out, and no one person is going to have all the answers. Uh, but it is going to be a big, important decision for the future, uh, generationally, of college football in particular. But why would it make sense for college to have their, the SEC and the Big Ten to have their own network when it doesn't for the NFL? Uh, or do you think the NFL should broadcast their own games and not use well, the networks? It, it, it's actually it's actually a good question. Um, I think the NFL network was designed when the cable and satellite bundle made sense. When I say own network, I effectively mean their own streaming uh, universe, right? right. So uh, how much money do you think? I mean, look, I mean, I think there are a lot of people out there who are super smart with their Excel spreadsheets and MBAs and everything else who could sit down and quantify this. But if I told you that you could get every SEC and Big Ten game, uh, and they would be played with half the commercial breaks that they have right now, and they would all stream, um, and you would subscribe, and you would pay $100 a year or something like that. Um, I think every SEC football fan on the planet would pay for that, right? Yes. Um, I, I think you would have to give fans something over and above what they get now. The SEC network and the Big Ten network are great properties, and I think they've done a good job with them, and certainly they've been very, very profitable. The challenge is the cable. Uh, well, I think we talked about this a little bit uh, with you, Dunaway, last week, right? When you said, hey, you know, everything's getting more expensive. The cable and satellite bundles collapsing. I don't know that I would. The reason the NFL wants out of the business is because they can see the end of the line where there's not very many subscribers and they're losing money on their network that's on terrestrial regular television. Right. I'm talking about a Netflix of college sports, for lack of a better way to, to explain it. And hey, Maybe the reality is instead of them having to launch it, Netflix or Amazon comes and says, oh, my goodness, we want this so badly. We'll pay whatever it costs. And you just directly sell it to them. Um, so, uh, look, the, the numbers, I think, and I'm quoting off the top of my head, I think the NFL is scheduled to make nearly $12 billion this year in, uh, in television rights. And right now the uh, college football is making around, I think it's two and a half. Um, it's, it's in the article. Um, but you could easily, I, I, you may not think that the college football, even though it's often bigger and the audiences, there are more games, all those things. Let's say that the NFL is two to one over college football. That's fine. That would still mean that college football is leaving, you know, three and a half billion dollars probably on the table over double what they're making now. Uh, if they started like the sec and big 10, for instance, instead of selling their rights conference wide piecemeal, if they went to market with the uh, the entirety, uh, the whole pizza, so to speak, like the NFL does. Clayton is five days out from the Super Bowl, and I brought this up yesterday. Society hates greatness, and I cited Golden State. You know, they were a lovable team. Everybody liked Steph Curry. Then they win three championships in five years. People are sick of Steph Curry. They don't like Golden State. I think you're seeing the same fatigue right now with Kansas City going for their third Lombardi in five years. Would you say Kansas City most hated team in the NFL, maybe all of sports right now, and would you go Travis Kelsey or Pat Mahomes most hated player? Oh, I think Travis Kelsey is the most hated player easily um, uh, because there's a you know a huge section of football fans that hate every time they see him with that stupid Pfizer commercial. Um, and then there's, uh, you know, I mean, there are a lot of people who I would say are not football fans, like Taylor Swift fans that like Travis Kelsey. I guess it depends on how you quantify that. I don't actually think that many people hate Patrick Mahomes. And what I think happens is not necessarily hating greatness. It's just 
um, it feels unfair uh, in the same way it did for Brady and the Patriots for one team to steal up all the championship glory. <laughs> and I say that. I know, Brown, you're a Dolphins fan. I'm a Titans fan. Like, I, I'm 44. I sit around sometimes now, and I'm like, you know, I might die and Titans might never win a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, like, I thought this that. Is not a, yeah. This, yeah, this is not a – and I'm not talking about, like, you know, getting a car accident and dying like a year. I'm talking about, like, I could live to be 90 and they might never win a, uh, a Super Bowl. I, I would like, as a, as a sports fan, for everyone's team to at some point get to experience winning a championship. So I would rather, you know, spread around the championships than give uh, the New England Patriots six and the, uh, you know, who knows how many of the Kansas City Chiefs are going to end up winning. I think that's probably what, when you hear that sort of fan, um, you know, discord relating to the continued dominance of a dynasty, I think it's really just kind of a sense that they're getting too much, and there are other fan bases that would be more fun to watch. Like, I'd like to see the Bills celebrate. I'd like to see Browns, uh, Dolphins have a chance to really uh, get, a, get a run going. Um, heck, I'd like to see the Cleveland Browns, the Detroit Lions, like teams that traditionally have not been on the big stage have a chance to actually win a championship. Yeah, I think the thing with Mahomes is less about Patrick Mahomes and more about his brother and his wife, and I can't hold Patrick Mahomes liable for what they do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think maybe it's just uh, that feels like a cheat code in in the NFL. Like it doesn't feel fair that one or two or three, which is often the case, right? There's three or four quarterbacks that are just head and shoulders above yeah. everybody else. It doesn't feel fair that you get one good quarterback, and then it doesn't matter how good your linebackers are or how well you drafted corners, right? Or uh, even how talented your wide receivers are. I mean, Mahomes has like no actually really stud wide receivers, I would argue right now, and it doesn't matter. And we saw that with Brady too. There is no cheat code. The likes of the best quarterback in the NFL, I don't think anywhere in sports. Maybe somebody like Messi would be somewhat of a comparison in uh, in soccer, or certainly you could go LeBron or Jordan at their apexes. Uh, but even those guys, um, I think, are not as important on a uh, on a play by play basis as Patrick Mahomes, you know, the best quarterback in the NFL is. So right now, San Francisco minus two and a half. Who do you have in this game? Well, I mean, unfortunately for Forty Nine er fans, based on the way my bets have been going lately, <laughs> uh, I, I like the Forty Nine ers, and uh, and to me, the, what this comes down to is, I, I know I just said Mahomes is best quarterback, he's the best player on the field, the most important. I don't think there's any doubt. But I think you could legitimately, let's leave aside offensive line, although the 49ers are very good on the offensive line. I think the Chiefs are pretty good on the offensive line, too. Uh, But let's just go to skill positions. I think there's an argument that the 49ers have the four best skill position players if you were just kind of drafting. uh, McCaffrey would clearly be one. I think Debo would be two. I think Brandon Ayuk would be three. And then you get into a debate, would you rather have George Kittle or Travis Kelsey? All season long, you would have rather had George Kittle. He was the better performer down the stretch run. Now, Kelsey was unbelievable in the first half against the Baltimore Ravens, but I kind of tend towards thinking that I would rather have Kittle, especially with those other weapons. And with two weeks, I know he hasn't had success that he wants. He gave up a 28-3 lead as the offensive coordinator. They gave up a late lead four years ago against the Chiefs. But I like Kyle Shanahan with time to prepare, and uh, I just think the weapons of the 49ers they are the more talented team. It's really the more talented team versus the better quarterback. And I think with time to prepare, I'm going to take the more talented team, uh, even though usually uh, you can't go wrong taking the better quarterback in the NFL. All right, he is Clay Travis. Go follow him on Twitter at Clay Travis. Read him at Outkick. See him on Fox. Thank you, Clay. Have a great week.
Hey, appreciate y'all. Thanks a lot. All right, buddy. We'll see you, Clay, with us on the Johnston RVCenter.com hotline. And the show being brought to you also by our friends at New York Butcher Shop. Um, there's a win total for Alabama that's been set um, by one of the services out there for this upcoming football season. FanDuel Sportsbook has set one. We'll talk about that right after LT tells us about New York Butcher Shop. Hey, speaking of the Super Bowl, they've got that Boston butt sale right now. Call Jim and the guys. Available for pickup this Friday the 9th or Saturday the 10th. Reservations only. They're only $39.99 each. Look, take the headache of cooking, grilling away. Let them do the Boston butt for you. It's from our friends at the New York Butcher Shop. Two locations. For Cahaba Heights, call to reservate uh, to, uh, to reserve your Boston butt right now. 205 970 that's 205-970-7300. The Greystone location right there on Highway 119. 205-703-8835. That's 205-703-8835. Tell them the next round sent you. Uh, Rare quality, well done service, New York Butcher Shop. Uh, that Boston butt I've got in from there before. It is uh, well worth the value. Only $39 right there. So Hard go check that out. You cannot beat that. Cooked and ready to go is the best part, right? Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, as expected, it's exactly where you put Alabama's win total, nine and a half, right? For, that's, that's for what I thought it would be. FanDuel, yeah. nine and a half. Um, if uh, Forrester can pull up that Alabama schedule so The lowest it has been since 2009? Eight. Eight. Well, yeah. I, I do think, though, and I'm interested, I don't know if this will be the case. There's the schedule for you. Based on this discussion here. But I do think schedules are only getting more difficult now. So I'm wondering if everyone's went to like. Oh, the, yeah. If like, everyone's went total is going to drop. I still think Georgia will be like 10 and a half. Yeah. I think Ohio State will be like 10 and a half. Like your Big Ten and your SEC schedule are more difficult than ever. And now teams are scheduling better out of conference with the expanded playoffs. Not everybody, but some some are. The vast majority. majority. Yeah. Hopefully everybody will start doing that. The big that. teams. Um, Western Kentucky, South Florida. They're not gimmies, obviously, but you would count those as wins. Wisconsin on the road. Alabama Boy, will be heavily if, favored. Again, yeah. if they don't start 3-0, and Kalen DeBoer, you guys remember when Bill Curry allegedly got the old brick through the window? That was yeah. after the Ole Miss homecoming yeah. loss, right? Yeah, let's go 3-1 there after Georgia. Just say they lose that game. They beat Vandy 4-1. and Let's give them South Carolina 5-1. and On the road at Tennessee. Uh, Tough game. I'm going to need to see a little bit of Nico before I make yeah, those. I uh, think Bama will be a slight favorite. So let's yeah. just give them the games they're favored in. Six and one. Six and one. Missouri in Tuscaloosa. Tough game. Seven and one. Maybe tougher than Tennessee game, but goes seven and one. Uh, LSU in Baton Rouge. I will go loss there. Seven and two. Seven and two. Mercer at home. Eight and two. Alabama at Oklahoma. I'll go nine and two. Nine and two with Auburn coming to town. Yeah, I mean, I think that, 10 that, and two. That, that's a 10 and that get you over the number. Yeah, yeah. By the way, that's that would be 9-2 and two, Auburn coming to town with a playoff berth on the line, most likely. Probably so, and 10-2 and two would probably get you a home playoff game, too. I would think. Yeah, you know, that's going to be a, a tough ticket if that is the scenario that plays out. Yeah. yeah, needing that win to get into the college football playoff, but likely not the SEC championship game, right? Uh, their losses were LSU and Georgia. I mean, you're going to no. have to have – I mean, depending on what LSU does. It I mean, if LSU is a two-loss team. Yeah, but you Texas. don't play Texas, yeah. So it depends yeah. on what Texas does. Yeah. I mean, there would be some factors there. But, yeah, it'd be tough to make it at 10-2. I, I mean, when we're, when we're out in Dallas at the Omni for SEC Media Days coming up here in July, um, it'll be Georgia-Texas projected to be in the SEC championship game. No, oh, I don't know. I don't know. No, I, don't I mean, know. that Alabama brand is not yeah. going to die overnight. So 
It may never I mean, die, actually. I'm not saying it's going to die, but if it dies, it is not going to die overnight. Yeah, I think you got to wait and see what happens after spring with the portal. Okay. I can't believe you'd be that confident that Texas would be for sure slotted in over Alabama. When's the last time Alabama has not been slotted in in this game? Well, there's no division, so that's going to make it a different vote. It's in the state of Texas, which is going to add a lot more Texas media people. That does that will have an impact. Yeah. You're right about that. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't. I don't say things without thinking about them. Oh, Georgia, Jim, I think Georgia, you do. Texas, I think frequently you do. do that. I, I mean, yes. there are times, you know, in when it's been in the state of Alabama that Alabama and Auburn's gotten a bump because there's been out more Alabama media people voting. I think Texas media people. Well, I only deal with Chip and Zay, but those guys. Um, they're more realistic, and maybe because of the heartbreak of Texas. You don't you don't think Chip and Zay will have Texas over Alabama? Uh, I you know I'm not positive. I just I, I mean you you say it like you're completely confident. I know Georgia's going to be voted in the game. Yeah, Georgia's. I'll give you Georgia number one. Yeah, yeah but I think it's Texas think, Alabama coin flip. I think when the AP poll comes out in August, it'll be Georgia one, Ohio State two. Then some form of Texas and Oregon three and four. I, I would say more Texas. Yes, I think Texas will be ranked higher in the Associated Press poll. I do agree with you on that. I don't know about it in this, but in the AP poll, and I think Oregon will be ahead of Alabama too. Oh no, we'll see. Yeah, um, a lot of a lot of time to get there, but nine and a half from our our friends at uh, FanDuel. There, that's a good number. Yeah, that's what yeah. I would put it. I, I'd bet the over right now, though, if you made me. I would imagine there will be yeah, a lot of nine and a halves. To your point. Well, yeah, I mean, with tougher schedules, it only makes sense. Look, and that is the line for Alabama fans to be, okay, I like this Kalen DeBoer guy or just don't think this guy's the right guy. Well, I think, by, the, by the way, nine and a half is going to be about the playoff line, right? Yep, probably so, yeah. I mean, 10 wins will get most big conference teams in the playoffs. Big 10 and SEC. Yeah. ACC, Big 12, not. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, the big two. two big ones, the big mm-hmm. two. What are we going to call that? Big two, power two, what do you want to call know. that? Super two? Big 10 and SEC. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine but, with that. But it is a two-team world. Yep. All right now. Could be a lot of 10 and 2 teams uh, in the SEC. We're 200 days today from week zero. An even cool 200 number. We go inside that number tomorrow, but 200. Jay says, let's go ahead and just call it the North Division, South Division. <laughs> I mean, we're getting there, yeah. Uh, we're on our way there. We're on our way there. Um, is it worth talking about what went on with the Dartmouth basketball team last night? I mean, uh, I, I, it sounds really boring, honestly. Yeah. I, I didn't even know anything happened with Dartmouth. The National Labor Relations Board said that uh, Dartmouth men's basketball players are school employees and they have the right to unionize. Yeah, basically a lot of people are painting it as the first step towards players becoming employees, which is going to eventually happen anyway. I would remind people this happened with Northwestern several years ago and got overturned yeah. Got overturned on a pill. So, you know, this is no guarantee. Players are going to be. I mean, yeah, this was a big story, but I don't think it's like breaking news. A bigger news. story. They're paying Dartmouth players? Well, everybody's going to have to. It's private. It's a private school, and that's why they think this one will uh, get held up in a pill. The reason mm-hmm. the Northwestern was turned down because it was a private school but they were playing in the Big Ten with a bunch of public schools. All the Ivy Leagues are private schools, so that may actually keep this ruling on the books, which is why this could be the downfall of the NCAA or just leading us to eventually, as Brown said, where we're going to go, and that's uh, having a um, these players as school employees at some point and the right to union, which means at some point in the future, before I'm dead and gone likely, there will be one Saturday – where we'll be getting ready for a game and they'll say on game day, we are getting word that 
such and such team is striking today over unfair pay or unfair work balances in the Big Ten or the SEC. I don't know if you would have a single team in a union. Wouldn't it be the entire union that would strike yeah, at that point? Maybe so. It would be. Maybe so. so like you would the have SEC a, is striking. Today. Yeah, you would have a Saturday without football because yeah. the entire union is on strike. Yeah. Or we have scab players. Yeah. Kaylin, Kaylin DeBoer and Hugh Freeze are at the Hoover game like, hey guys, what y'all doing tomorrow? Yeah. You the, uh, you did the, you guys the, still the pikes, watch? The Pikes and the Alpha Taws <laughs> together. Hey, the, the, the strike didn't scare me off. Now, maybe I was too young. In 1987, to care, I had a great time watching it. To be honest, yeah. I mean, it, it, I, as a kid, it didn't affect yeah, me one way or the other. Like the uniforms, yeah. sort of made it more exciting. It was more like college football to me back then. Yeah, who is this guy playing quarterback? Can I give you? I've got. I mean, can we do it after the break? Yes. At some point, I got five questions. I do think we'll have to answer about college, specifically college football, moving okay. forward. We'll do off that after that when we when we come back on. Uh, the next round today, which is being brought to you in part by our friends at Precision Sports. Precision Sports or an orthopedic, your provider, to get you back in the game right now. You know, orthopedic care is better together, so why not use our friends at Precision Sports Medicine and Orthopedics? The phone number is 205-512-3885, 512-3885, or precisionsportsortho.com slash 2024. You may say, Jim, when would I need Precision Sports Medicine? Because I'm not an athlete right now. But you are a guy that goes to work, right? Or a woman that goes to work, and sometimes you tweak your back, your knee, your hip, your shoulder, elbow, hand, whatever is hurting. You need to get back to work, or you need to get back playing with your kids. Or maybe you do. Uh, maybe you are a weekend warrior. Get back into the game with our friends at PrecisionSportsOrtho.com slash 2024. PrecisionSportsOrtho.com slash 2024. Follow the next round on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Next Round Live. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, you're in the red zone for every college rivalry and divisional matchup all season long. I mean, where else are the scenic views as good as your view of the game? Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Start your day online at nextroundlive.com. Get all the latest videos, podcasts, and college football stories. And it's also a great way to stream the show or shop in the Next Round store. Stay connected by visiting nextroundlive.com. Things fall apart. There's even a book about it. But that doesn't mean you have to break the bank to fix them. Ryan Brown here for the next round. Our friends at Mortgage Ride have a new renovation option that will make repairs and other home improvements easy. If you've recently purchased a home and find yourself short on cash or you're looking to buy a fixer-upper, Mortgage Ride's renovation loan program can help you spruce up your space. Repairs can be made to your roof, plumbing, flooring, and more with the help of top-notch mortgage professionals. So get your fix by visiting MortgageRide.com slash TNR and MLS 2239 equal housing lender. Remember the name Way to Wellness if you're battling weight loss in your life. I'm Jim Dunaway from the next round. There was a time I was over 216 pounds until Way to Wellness helped me lose 45 pounds. And now for over two years, they've helped me keep that weight off. Here's their website, aplanforme.com, aplanforme.com. That's a great name for a website because there's no cookie-cutter plan. Everything is designed specifically for you. No contract, no sign-up fees, and your first consultation is free at Way to Wellness. Spring weather is here, and our friends at Hemphill Services are offering a $69 HVAC tune-up, plus 10% off any service call when you mention the next round. Call Adam, Chad, and the guys at Hemphill Services. Make sure your HVAC unit is ready to keep up with the changing weather. Hemphill Services, locally owned and operated independent train dealer. The team can service all makes and models. For all of your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs, call Hemphill Services. It's hard to stop a train. 205-229-2090 or HemphillServices.com. That's 205-229-2090, HemphillServices.com. 
Hey, Lance Taylor from the next round to tell you about one of our favorite places for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That is Hamburger Heaven since 1982. Hamburger Heaven has been serving Birmingham's best hamburgers, cheeseburgers, french fries, hand-spun milkshakes, and sandwiches made fresh to order. All of their ingredients are fresh and prepared daily. This includes their beef, always fresh, never frozen, hand-pattied each and every day. For breakfast, lunch, or dinner, visit any of the four locations, Highway 280, Irondale, Gardendale, and Homewood. Follow Next Round Live on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. The social media team at Next Round Live is dedicated to giving you daily news conferences and practice video from UAB, Alabama, Auburn, and around college football. Follow and compare to the sites you used to visit. You'll also get the latest highlights and news from the Next Round Daily Show. Turn on the notifications so you don't miss a thing. Next Round Live on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. See more at nextroundlive.com. As I said, 200 days from week zero of college football, but National Signing Day tomorrow, and we're in the heat of a big basketball season. As Granny called it, the golden era of the Alabama-Auburn basketball rivalry. Tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, down at Neville Arena for that contest. Here's the photo from the Tuscaloosa News of the uh, game poster, Alabama over Mississippi State. Tuscaloosa News took this photo. That's crazy. That is Waggy's dunk. Jeez. No yeah. technical called, by the way. Boy, you slip. That wrist yeah. is gone. Yeah. No, no doubt. Uh, no technical called, by the way. It was late in the game, I think. I know. I'm 56-31 at the time. Yeah. Uh, I thought to myself, oh, we don't call technicals much anymore. Do uh, Nate Oates got him one, which I think was just padding his technical stat because Bama was up by like 30 at the time. Yeah, back I'm, to – I meant uh, hanging on the rim. Well, I'm, yeah. uh, back to Stephen Pearl. I don't know if you guys watched the end of uh, of the uh, the game, though, but, but KD, I mean, did like two pull-ups on it. Yeah. screamed, rolled around on the rim. Steve, Steven said, I told BP, that's what we're going to have to live well, with. I was waiting to see what the reaction was going to be because you know it didn't affect the game, and yeah. there's no way KD does that if the game is in doubt. But Bruce just kind of gave him a hug, patted him on the ass, and that was it. That's yeah. what we're going to have to live with. Can I say it again, Forrester? It's a, uh, uh, that is one if you're Wagi, though. That's, uh, oh, yeah. That's one you'll have forever. You'll, it's on, it's on you'll, my cell phone. You'll have that one framed and hanging when you're 60 years old in your house right there. Yeah, yeah that's, on the, uh, that's on the lock screen of my cell phone right there, buddy. <laughs> Anytime I get a text, you see that picture. I mean, his, his uh, right toe is higher than the rim behind the backboard. Yeah. Yeah. In, in fact, do you you have a contact like I don't know if people get this from me or not, but do you guys I don't know what your stance is on this, but like you're texting something and at the top it says updated contact info and it's just got a new photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hit it every time. Do you update it every time? I, yeah, I never do. Yeah, I, occasionally I do. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. I don't know how I decided. That would be my update photo if I'm him. Like anytime I text you, you get that as like, would you like to update Waggy's photo? Yeah, and that's the photo you're you gonna can't have really see the photo anyway. It's so small. I know. That looks look so good. Me though. hanging on the rim will be right there in that little circle, though, Lance. That's why every time I text you, you would see it. And it looks like he knew who was taking the picture, too. It's like he's, he's yeah. looking Smile. in that direction and everything. Uh, really, really a, uh exciting game tomorrow down there. And uh, we'll have all the coverage for you. Taylor Korn will be there for our social media platform at Next Round Live at Next Round Live. Our friends at UCA Urology Centers of Alabama want to remind you about early detection. 
Over 35 urologists, 16 locations can keep you healthy across the state of Alabama, treating all your urological needs from prostate health to kidney stones. They'll take care of you. Visit urologycentersalabama.com, urologycentersalabama.com to schedule an appointment. Brownie's got questions. We'll see if we've got answers. Five questions when players become uh, employees. You guys tell me how you think these are going to roll. These are not exciting, but these are five questions I think you've got to answer. Uh, number one, do we just do three-year contracts with a fourth-year option? Like, as of now, obviously, if you're eligible, you're eligible for the NFL three years after high school. So do we do a three-year contract with a fourth-year option? No, I don't think so. Roll? I don't do you think, think so because... I mean, you guys correct me if I'm wrong. Scholarships are year to year. Sometimes well, they are. Yeah, I, they're, I think four, it's, they're not anymore. Now they're four-year scholarships. I, I think it's dependent on, on the situation. You could do a one-year. You could do a two-year. Yeah, that's do a what three. I'm That's for. what I'm saying. I'm saying not all yeah. of them, but would that be like your max contract? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. No, max no, no. Contract. I'm going to be able to uh, – I'm going to sign a four-year guy. If Caleb Williams wants to sign with me, I'm going to give him a four-year deal. And if he – uh, if he chooses to leave early, I don't want to have a fourth year out there and he still doesn't want to go pro. Uh, well, if you choose to leave early, where do you get your money, from him or from the NFL? Uh, I don't get my money. Oh, well, that's it, a stupid contract. Well, I'm, only paying him, I'm only paying him if he's playing for me. If he leaves, then he's leaving. There's going to be a salary cap. I mean, that's not the way it works in the NFL. You can't sign a guy and like, well, if I lose him in free agency. Uh, if he is leaving the game, if he's retiring, I don't get penalized for that. He's basically going to the pros, so he's out of our system. I need that fourth year to where after three years, if he's going to play another year of college, I don't want him going somewhere else. But I'm, I'm going to sign him on a one-year, two-year, three-year, four-year basis, uh, depending on the player, because I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to have to manipulate my roster right. just like these kids are, so I may only need this kicker for one year. Uh, and that's question number two. What do you think roster sizes will be moving forward? You can now have 85 scholarship players, I think 105 on your roster. How big do you think a college football roster will I be? I think because of the salary, uh, if you have a salary cap and because we're making these guys employees, it's going to shrink. 60? You think 60? Uh, I would think 65. Yeah, I'm I would think 60. To 70 is going to be the number. 70? It's what we travel with now, and yeah. I think that's a working number for the coaches. Significantly smaller, though. Yeah, Significantly 70. smaller. Yeah. 15 scholarships out the door. Yep. Um, what would trades look like? Will you have trades, do you think? I, I mean, look, it is a business, but boy, I find it hard to believe you're going to tell a 19-year-old yeah. to pack up and yeah. sign with his... Yeah. Look, he grew up an Oklahoma fan. Yeah. He's from Norman. He's yeah. playing at Oklahoma, and then he gets traded away. Trades won't happen, no. You don't think trades will happen? No, they can't happen. Why not? Because you can't force me to go to school in, in a oh, different school. Okay. Now, if you had an agreed-upon trade... All right, well, all right, let me couple in question number four, then. Will class attendance still be required? No. No. Okay, then I'm not forcing you to go to school. Yeah, but it's, it's not a... Uh, uh, I don't think it's, it's mandatory now. No, well, I, I think you it don't is. Think it's mandatory now. No, yeah. I don't think kids have to go to class now. They just have to make the grades. Yeah. Will you quit playing semantics? You know well, what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, I'm, are you going to have to be enrolled in college? Yeah, you're going to have to be enrolled in college. Oh, yeah, I don't know absolutely. if you will. You're going to be an employee of the school. Yeah. Well, then then the answer is no for you. I think you'll still have to be enrolled in school, yes. If you're yeah. not enrolled in school, do you think there'll be trades? Um, I think you'll have to be enrolled in school. But if, if you're not, then I don't know what we're doing. Well, no. okay, so we've got, and I forgot what the number of years you've got to be vested, but we've got certain players that have no trade clauses. Right. I think it would have to be agreed upon by both parties. Well, a no-trade clause would be like a Ryan Williams-type player. Like, this guy is such a good player, everybody wants him. Sure, I'll give you a no-trade clause. Or you can d- dictate your trade situation, whatever the case would be. I think it's going to be you're going to be able to dictate your situation. Uh, will there be a limit on years of eligibility? Yes. 
Yeah, there's oh, you think be. so? Yeah, but I mean, it might be like six. I mean, I mean I, you're, I, you're, I, you're asking me the question like I have the wrong answer. Do you not think there'll be a Oh, a I think I can see a world where if a kid just wants to keep playing, he keeps playing. You can't Why have not? a bunch of 32-year-olds. Why not? No, I mentioned it last week uh, on the show that... Because uh, then basically you're getting the USFL. Let play. Well, I mean, this is going to be professional sports. I mean, I don't know why we're going to still pretend like it's college I, I think amateur sports. And maybe this is just nostalgia, but I think there's still got to be some things... I don't want to say a student athlete, but there's got to be some things that, that link them, a correlation I, to college. I, mean, I, I hate to be the guy to say this, but if... You're never going to overtake the NFL. You're so, not going to overtake the yeah, NFL. So you, you got to be careful on how you do this. But you'll be the second most popular professional sports league out there. Already are. Well, you're just not a wholly professional yet, but yes, you're the second most popular sport. You're about to be the second most popular professional league out there. Nobody wants to see a bunch of 30-year-olds playing for Bowling Green. I mean... I just or think, Kentucky. I just think, though, if, if nostalgia is your roadblock, that is a bad way of conducting a business. Well, it's not nostalgia. I just think you're only spending money on the best players. And the best players, um, if you've been with my program now for the sixth year and you're not NFL quality, I'm probably finding somebody better than you to play for me. And we're not talking about – they're not going to be doing this at um, – Division two? No, no, not at all. Right? No, this is going to be your big schools. Yeah, yeah. it's just going to be the best it's of the best. Be Sixty schools, and so the best of the best aren't going to be dealing with some twenty-five-year-old or twenty-eight-year-old who is who's washed up. You know, that is barely hanging onto a roster. They would rather go to an eighteen or nineteen-year-old who is a Ryan Williams type who has got NFL skill set more than a twenty-eight-year-old who can't play anywhere else. You know, but I think of a guy like Brock Purdy. It was a gamble for Brock Purdy. Like, the Brock Purdy didn't enter the draft early. He was a senior. Oh, he was a fifth-year. A fifth-year senior. Yeah. Yeah. And he was far from a guarantee to get drafted. Now, <laughs> I mean, it, Mr. I mean Irrelevant. he's Mr. Irrelevant. I yeah. think he was surprised he got yeah, drafted. Yeah, so it worked out for Brock Purdy. But given the option, rewind in time, if Brock Purdy had an opportunity to continue playing college football or enter the draft, which one do you think he would have done? Oh, he I think he continues playing college football. College football. You that's know, a Super Bowl quarterback we're talking it, about It's there. interesting. They did a redraft of 2023 today that I saw, and Bryce Young obviously didn't go number one overall. But if you threw – I know Brock Purdy's two years removed. If you threw him – like if you threw him in the draft this year, sightseeing, is he the number one guy over Caleb Williams? I don't know. I'd, I'd go pretty high because uh, I like sightseeing. I would still take Caleb Williams. I would take I Caleb Williams. I think I would take him over Drake May. Oh, I would too. Yeah. What about Jaden Daniels? I think I'd take Jaden Daniels. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But you see my point. I mean, Brock Purdy would have been a pretty good commodity, and yeah. there's, there's no guarantee he'd have gone to the NFL. And that's a guy that's good enough to quarterback in a Super Bowl we're talking about there. And if, he'd, if he could have played five, six, seven college football years, he might have done it. And this is totally off board, but could Reichert have come back this year? If he had not had, I think it was one punt in a Tennessee game. Okay. He had he appeared in more than four games his freshman year, so I think that's what got him. If that rule was around then, because I think he's so good. I was going to say that a kicker is somebody you could keep around. Yeah, a while. I mean, I think he could have gotten seven figure deal from somebody probably, and I think he probably chooses to stay. He's only there's only thirty two slots yep. open. It's and, not like there's multiple kickers on each team, and they don't come open very often. They don't. Kickers can play for a long time. One of the best kickers in the game this past year came from the USFL. That's right. Yeah. No, so those are five questions. I think, you know, 
You, you got to view this a little bit differently than you always have. Are those your football. five questions, or did you? Those are my did, five questions. You credit team, completely uh, credit Ryan Brown live on Twitter is where you get those questions. Yeah, uh, I would I would say the uh, the age thing uh, is a touchy subject, and the trade thing. I mean, I can see you playing longer than four years, five years. I mean, we've gotten we've got who's the seven year kid this year? Is it Bo uh, uh, Bohannon? Miami's got a nine year kid. Don't they have the yeah. seven year the quarterback coming back? Uh, Bowman. Yeah, Alan Bowman. Oh, Alan Bowman. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I, I mean, think, I think seven six years. is going to be the, uh, the yeah. tops. So, I mean, got seven years now because of injuries. So, we get into that some. Chris, Chris Winky was 28, right? Yeah, he played baseball, though, right? Yeah, right. he left. Came in. And then yeah. came back to school early. So, you have some of those type things. Yeah, but I bring up the trade, th- trade thing because, you know, this being employees is going to virtually eliminate the transfer portal. So... I mean, that's just a version of the transfer portal, at least as a school like Alabama would have gotten something back for all, you know, for Isaiah Bond or for uh, Caleb Downs. At least you get value back. You've got something invested in these players now. You know, if a guy gets disgruntled, you either cut him or sit him and keep paying him, right? Yeah, but, yeah, but, but, if I, but if I sign him to a three-year contract, I'm uh-huh. not giving him three-year contract money up front, right? You're going to be paid. I would think so. You're going to be paid like an employee. You're going to be play, play, paid every well, two weeks. I mean, you you're know, going to be I mean, taxed that's, like that's, an employee. That's right? going to be collectively bargained in the NFL. These guys get upfront money. I don't know what it'll look like in college. They football. get signing bonuses, but right. they get a paycheck every game. That is correct. Every yes. game, and mm-hmm. once once you're like if you're suspended, you you don't get a paycheck. That's if right. You, if you're no longer with the team. Then your guaranteed money is your guaranteed money, but the other money's not guaranteed. You don't get a paycheck. So you know, Isaiah Bond's paycheck would have start, stopped from Alabama the day he left Alabama. But the other side of that is if he's a disgruntled, I'm not saying Isaiah Bond was, I'm just using him as an example. If he's a disgruntled kid and I need him off my roster, why not trade him to Texas for something? Yeah. There will be cuts. There'll be obviously cuts. Yeah, yeah but then like, I don't get value back. Yeah, but you're, you're also giving up whatever money you've got invested in him. Like, if you've got a three-year right. deal with him. That's no, why I should get something back. No, but I'm saying they're going to have to pick up whatever. You're not paying him anymore. I'm not, but I have invested a lot in him to just have to cut him for him to go play against me at Texas. Yeah, but at the same time. I've invested a lot in him already. Uh, that in, is in right. the world we live in now. Which is a broken system. That's why I'm yeah. saying this is a better system. Yeah, but it, it works both ways. Like, Parker Brailsford is a guy they went out and they got from Washington. That is Washington correct. invested into him. Yep. He progressed. He advanced as a player. And now, so you're going to lose some, but then you're going to steal some yourself. So I think it washes I, out. I mean, I yeah. guess. I don't know what it, I don't know how you're going to get these guys if they're under a three year contract. That's my point. There's going to be no freedom of movement anymore. Yeah, but not everybody see. I don't think it's a three year contract. Well, I'm just saying yeah. a guy under Isaiah Bond would have been. Yeah, but that's what ties you to the school now. You yeah. sign a three year right. deal. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, a lot, you're of, not guys going are, a lot of guys are only going to sign one year contracts. Probably so, because if I'm Texas and I'm recruiting Isaiah Bond and Alabama's recruiting Isaiah Bond and I know Alabama's wanting him to sign a three year deal, I'll roll the dice and let him sign a one year deal. Now, you can get burned in a hurry that way because now he's a free agent. Right. And I'm either going to have to pay triple for. A good player, or he's going to go play for somebody else. Uh, if this sounds chaotic to you, keep in mind in the system we live in now, just in the quarterback position, 42 power four of the four power four conferences reminding 42 quarterbacks change schools this year. 42 in just the top four conferences we're talking about. So it's chaotic as it is. Um, all right. 
Approaching the top of the hour still to come on the show, we've got Trash, as always, at around 1130. Redmond Vodka, LT had a chance to spend some time with them in Atlanta at the Hawks game last week, Lakers-Hawks. Redmond Vodka on a Super Bowl weekend sounds perfect. Yeah, it was just uh, last Tuesday, went over to State Farm Arena. The official vodka over there in Atlanta is Redmond Vodka, locally owned and operated. Charles Barkley, one of the great faces behind it, eight times distilled, gluten-free, asked for it by name, available in 22 states. It is Redmond Vodka. Take the next round anywhere you go with official Next Round gear. Buy yours today at nextround.store. For more than 40 years, Red Wing Shoes has been helping the hardworking people of Alabama. This is why Red Wing Shoes has created the three-step comfort solution. Step one, a certified fit specialist will use a 3D scan to electronically measure your feet and arches. Step two, the fit specialist helps you get the appropriate footwear for your occupation. Step three, customize your boot or shoe with a Red Wing orthotic. Whether you have a high arch or flat feet, Red Wing has comfort solutions for you. So experience comfort at its best. Visit one of the Red Wing Shoe stores located in Pelham or Trussville. This hour of the next round is presented by the Birmingham Racecourse Casino. Now featuring seven days of giveaways with your chance to win a share of up to $125,000. The more you visit the Birmingham Racecourse Casino, the more chances you have to win. Follow Next Round Live on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. The social media team at Next Round Live is dedicated to giving you daily news conferences and practice video from UAB, Alabama, Auburn, and around college football. Follow and compare to the sites you used to visit. You'll also get the latest highlights and news from the Next Round Daily Show. Turn on the notifications so you don't miss a thing. Follow Next Round Live on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. See more at nextroundlive.com. Remember the name Way to Wellness if you're battling weight loss in your life. I'm Jim Dunaway from the next round. There was a time I was over 216 pounds until Way to Wellness helped me lose 45 pounds. And now for over two years, they've helped me keep that weight off. Here's their website, aplanforme.com, aplanforme.com. That's a great name for a website because there's no cookie-cutter plan. Everything is designed specifically for you. No contract, no sign-up fees, and your first consultation is free at Way to Wellness. Stop by the New York Butcher Shop and pick up the finest in certified Angus Prime Beef steaks and burgers, premium pork chops, ribs, and all-natural chicken cut to order just for you. Their chef-prepared entrees and side dishes are the perfect dinner-to-go choice for your family and are ready to heat at home. With a great selection of fine wines and desserts, the New York Butcher Shop is your one-stop dinner shop. Two locations to serve you, Cahaba Heights and on Highway 119 in Greystone, the New York Butcher Shop. Rare quality, well-done service. Storm season is here. Make sure you have a plan of action in place right now. Greg from Pell City and Storm Restoration Roofing should be your first call when storms hit. Insurance companies love working with Storm Restoration Roofing because of Greg Nelson's name and reputation in the industry. When storms hit, call Greg Nelson. He's local. 205-542-3531. He's the home of the free no-cost roof inspection. Greg from Pell City on Facebook. 205-542-3531. It's Storm Restoration Roofing. Want more of the show? Download the app or visit nextroundlive.com for the latest podcast. The Mystery Fifth Hour, our Not For All Ages podcast, the last call, and our entire Double Down Media podcast family. All at nextroundlive.com and on the Next Round app. LT's has got our four downs coming up in the next segment. A couple of football notes here before... 
Uh, he tells us about Woodhouse Day Spa. We told you earlier, Ryan Williams will make his uh, uh, signing tomorrow with his team at 10 a.m. Uh, Alabama's the expected destination where he's been verbally committed to. Uh, Auburn defensive back Donovan Kaufman ends up picking NC State. Kentucky got a four-star wide receiver commitment for 2025 yesterday. Uh, Quentin Simmons, who picked Kentucky over Michigan and Penn State. I just don't know why you would go. If you're a skill guy, why you would go to Kentucky. I, I was just thinking that. That was one heck of a job of recruiting. I mean, to convince a wide receiver to come to Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. Over Michigan and Penn State, too. I mean, yeah. that's a good win. It's a good win. By the way, there's still a five, if I understand this correctly, there's still a five-star athlete that will sign tomorrow uh, somewhere. Terry Bussey is his name. Pass the gravy, please. Terry Bussey <laughs> is, his, is his name. He's from Tipson, Texas. Should and I have gotten that? <laughs> Bussey's a Rick, Rick and Bubba, Bubba reference. Rick and Bubba uh, reference. That was um, actually a really good line by Joe. Um, five-star athlete. Uh, was once a Texas A&M commitment, but decommitted when um, Jimbo Fisher was fired. So he's visited Mike Elko. He's visited Georgia. He's visited LSU. We don't know where he's going to sign yet. Wide receiver DB. Think of the kid at Colorado. Thinks Travis he's going to play. Thinks he's going to play two positions. If he doesn't sign with LSU tomorrow, this will be the first recruiting class. And somebody fact check me on this. First recruiting class since 2013 that LSU has no five star commitments. Uh, that blows me away. I would have thought it goes back before 2013. I thought Brian Kelly was okay. I thought he was doing a yeah. decent job recruiting. Yeah. You're just saying he's doing a bunch of four stars. All four stars, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that could work. Yeah. yeah, But I think there's only like 32, 35, five stars yeah. Yeah. usually. And, the, and there's a glut of four stars, I believe. Hundreds yeah. of four stars. Yeah. Like the difference between a high four star and a low four star. Yeah, big difference. Is a big yeah. difference. There's a lot of them out there. So that is uh, really, really interesting that uh, LSU, still a great recruiting class. But unless they get this uh, Terry Bussey guy, uh, they're not going to have a five-star in this signing uh, class. Tomorrow is the National Signing Day. Uh, show being brought to you by Woodhouse. Valentine's Day now just, uh, what is it, eight days away? Uh, yeah, that's right. Done away. Eight days away from Valentine's. Make sure, uh, look, a lot of guys like to procrastinate. Um, the majority of you probably have not gotten your significant other any Valentine gift. This is really simple. You can go online. You don't even have to leave your desk, office, home, wherever you are. Birmingham.WoodhouseSpas.com. You can order that special person gift online. Get that gift card. Simple solution. You can choose from a menu of over 70 options at Woodhouse Day Spa, including massages, body treatment, skin care, waxing, nail services. Woodhouse Day Spa voted America's best day spa since 2009. Again, order online 24-7 Birmingham.WoodhouseSpas.com or stop by and tell Stuart and the fine folks the next round sent you. Uh, Bill O'Brien looks like he is the leading candidate for the Boston College head coaching job. You know, everything seems to have gone right in this offseason for Ohio State. And I, the, the one thing a lot of people question was the hiring of Bill O'Brien. I thought the same thing you're saying here. Uh, it, it, I mean, I would say it seems like Ryan Day's getting getting a free pass here, but but the I only, mean, that was the guy he chose. I know, but the only chink in the armor that with everything that's going right for Ohio State, if you're if you're a fan of somebody else yeah. that does not want Ohio State to win the national championship, you keep going. Yeah. But they got Bill O'Brien as the I, offensive coordinator. I, I really think this is a regional thing. 
I think most people across the country that are college football and NFL fans respect Bill O'Brien. Yeah, but his last two years, I mean, it's weird that he did create a Heisman Trophy winner at Alabama and he's viewed the way he's viewed. I shouldn't say create, uh, that he coached a Heisman Trophy winner at Alabama, and he's viewed the way he's viewed. His, his ending at New England was not great. That was no, a terrible offense. But, you know, the same with Belichick. Yep. I mean, look, they, they just did a really, really jo- a bad job of, of evaluating talent and bringing personnel I, in. I just think, I mean, all right, let's say there are 130 sitting offensive coordinators in college football. How many of them do you think would say no to Ohio State if Ryan Day called today? Maybe 10 or 12. Not many. Yeah, not, not many. many. Not many at all. And yeah, then, but, but the only thing you've got to realize is ultimately Ryan Day has got a huge ego and he is going to, it's going to be his offense and he's going to, although you might be calling plays, he's going to have that, that boycott ability. The override, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's an interesting situation, but was that the, was that what you were thinking? Dunaway is like they have had an offseason where everything is going right for them, and now they're going to get rid of their only their only anchor, the yeah. only one that's going to keep the boat from cruising. I mean, that was the only thing that anybody even said. Oh, what is Ohio State doing? Every other move they've made in the offseason, they've been like, oh. Probably, and at that yeah. point, Ryan Day can say, "Hey, at this point, I'm just going to call plays again another year." Yeah, I tried. I'm going to promote within. We're yeah. going to we're going to call plays as a staff here. Um, I did not know this existed, and it and it came about in 1961. But it explains so much to me now. The NFL announced last night they're going to play a game on the Friday of opening week down in San Paulo, Brazil. So stupid. So they will do the Thursday night opening night. Okay. They will play Friday in prime time. They will play Sunday's games, Monday games on their opening weekend. Look, I love a Friday prime time just for the hell of it, but I don't know why we got to go to Brazil. Yeah, okay. I would agree. But a Friday prime time for the hell of it can't happen because of the 1961 Sports Broadcasting Act what? enacted in 1961. And it all makes sense now. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> this act makes sense? Do you remember Black Friday this past year? Yeah. And we all asked ourselves, why... Was that game in the afternoon? Why would they not play it in prime time? It's no, the that NFL. is true. Yeah, it was, an, it was an afternoon game. Miami at New York, yeah. 1961 Sports Broadcasting Act prevented that game from being broadcast in prime time. What is the Sports Broadcasting Act that I never I'm, knew we had? I'm glad you asked. It bars the NFL from broadcasting after 6 p.m. Eastern time on Fridays and Saturdays from the second Friday in September until the second Saturday in December to protect high school and college football. Wow. And it's been there since 1961. Did you you say the second September? The second Friday Friday in September to the second Saturday in December. And September 6th is the first Friday, so it falls outside. That's why this game can be in prime time. But Black Friday has to be a day game because of the Sports Broadcasting Act of 1961 enacted to prevent the NFL from overriding the high school and college football broadcasting. But it's only Friday night. Is there only prohibition? And Saturdays. Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fridays. Okay. So is There's that the stadium Scott showing us the play That's the stadium they're expected to play in in San Paolo. Yeah, very, very easy argument for the NFL, though. The college football does it all the time. These networks are taking this college money. Um, so if you're the NFL, you probably could have this amended pretty easily. But you could. But 1961, they haven't done it yet. I, I tell you, they, I mean. They, but there's been no need to do Friday night games. They, right? have a, they have a lot of antitrust 
Yeah. Um, they have a lot of things. They get some loopholes in the yeah. legal system yeah. that they I, don't want to step on. They don't want to open up a lot of legal questions by going before Congress. But boy, I mean, the NFL just keeps gobbling up open dates on the calendar. I mean, when I was a kid, it was Sunday and Monday night football. That was, that was it. it. And it feels like I remember when they first started playing those Saturday playoff games. Am I am I right? Like they didn't do that until it felt like the nineties. Am I playing what those Saturday playoff games? No, uh, no, the Saturday playoff games. Was it eighties? Yeah. I remember eighty eight watching Rams at the Metrodome against Minnesota. It was a Saturday, nineteen eighty eight. So this was probably mid eighties, late eighties that they started. That? I think they had them in the. I'm not Are you sure. sure? Okay. I remember them yeah. as a kid. Yeah, eighty right. seven. I remember watching the Jets and the Chiefs on a yeah. Saturday. I think Cowboys Vikings, the first Hail Mary game in the seventies. I think that, that was, was a Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, anyway. I mean, but that, that was pretty rare that they played on a Saturday. Yeah. And you always got the Saturdays, the Saturday games yeah. late in the season when college football was over with. Yep. But it was after the second right, Saturday right, right, December. Right. Yeah. And now now we've got Thursday night football, a Black Friday game, which, you know, Black Friday used to be a college football day start yeah. to finish. That's only in the daytime. <laughs> I know. That's wild, though. I did not know that law existed. But you're right. Either. The NFL's got to be careful pushing to overturn laws. Absolutely. And, and I will tell you this, like, I don't know what they would have to get to overturn that law, but Lance, I know you you were kind of asking that question, like the NFL's got all the power, but you think about congressmen that have to go back home and face their constituents whose kids and grandkids play high school football. I mean, right. I, that, that could... Our college football boosters. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah. so so you voted against us to vote for the powerful NFL. Yeah, I mean, but, I, but, but I think the NFL is powerful enough. If they want to, if they want to make it happen, they can pay the right people. Um, at some point, um, we will uh, get back into the college basketball conversation and uh, some other stuff that's going on. LT's got trash and four downs all still to come in the final hour. That's being brought to you in part by our friends at Hemphill. One more thing this segment after LT tells us about Hemphill. Trust the name Birmingham is trusted since 1954 for your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. Call Andrew, Adam, Chad, the guys at Hemphill Services. Hard to stop a train, 205-229-2090. For more information, HemphillServices.com. Rusty is asking a question. Rockstar, I do, Rockstar does not sing a lot of country. Um, if he did, should have been a cowboy, would be one song that Rockstar sings. My buddy Shane Holcomb uh, used to play the guitar around campfires down in Montevallo back in the 80s, and that was one of his go to, should have been a cowboy. Um, great Oklahoma fan, Toby Keith, passed away at the age of 62 yesterday, uh, long battle with cancer. And it should have been the cowboy, your number one hit, Brownie? No. Um, for Toby Keith? Yeah. You know, I, I will say this. He called a lot of criticism for this song, and it is probably pretty cheesy. Uh, but courtesy of the red, white, and blue, hit all the fills just after 9-11. Absolutely. That's my second favorite one. Yeah, yeah he Absolutely. called a lot of criticism for that song. So you're going to do the Red Solo Cup. Nah, I was not a huge Red Solo Cup. Um, good as I once was, probably, would be my favorite. How Do You Like Me Now? How Do You Like Me Now is terrific. Yep. Uh, underrated a little bit. I Love This Bar yeah. is a good song. Yeah. A good song. I, well. A lot of people will say "Beer for My Horses," which he sang with Willie. I was not a huge fan of that song. I thought it was a little. I mean, it's a feel-good song, but I thought it was a little cheesy. "Whiskey for My Men," "Beer for My Horses." That, that, that's the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I know a lot of people like that song, and that's fine. I just always respected the fact he caught criticism eventually for "Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue." People said it was too. 
too patriotic, too over the top, you know. I never heard about that controversy. Yeah, but. suggesting, you know, violence and retribution for 9-11. And he basically said, you know what, I'll sing it louder and I'll sing it more often yeah, if you don't yeah. like it. I kind of like that out of him. Yeah, Toby Keith, uh, dead at the age of 62. You saw the official statement there from Oklahoma. He was a huge supporter of Oklahoma athletics. Uh, a sooner to his core, Toby Keith. We're back in a moment on TNR. Call the next round now at 205-734-0923.